Hi, this is Ian, and I play Casimir Silverlash, and you're listening to the Adventure with Advantage podcast. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Ian, and I play Casimir Silverlash, and you're listening to the Adventure with Advantage podcast. Thanks for listening. us up to speed so previously the party having snuck into the burning city of natal made their way to the chapel there they brought supplies and prepared defenses in case the gnolls attacked Uh, sure enough a group of gnolls led by ragdulu the taskmaster made their way to the chapel the party and the other defenders fought against the gnolls and were able to defeat them Uh, They then made their way back to Bloodthorn Castle, where they were surprised to see Captain Doring from Esserim. Levy and Casimir made their way to the room for some rest. Meanwhile, Steelscar and Elamir made their way uh, to Lord Montevere and Captain Doring. Found out that uh, Captain Arnold had been injured in the attack, but had been healed up by Captain Doring. Um, As everyone uh, head inside to get some rest, uh, Captain Doring told him that uh, Steelscar, or wanted to talk to Steelscar as uh, Delma, High Priestess Delma uh, had said that Steelscar had something that um, he had meant to talk to him about. Uh, Steelscar showed Captain Doring his necklace, which seemed to bother Captain Doring. He told Steelscar that the symbol belonged to a fanatical group of followers of the god Eldrin, and he believed that by they believed that by mixing together human and celestial blood, they could create the ultimate beings who could purge the land of evil. Uh, Lucas surmises that Steelscar's mother was part of this group, known as the Bright Crusaders, and sh- that she was most likely some sort of celestial being. Um, and so we will pick up right there. Um, so I believe Elamir and Cassim- or Elamir and Steelscar, you guys at the end head up to your room. Is that yep. what ended up happening? Okay. Yeah. Casimir uh, uh, and Levy, are you guys awake, asleep? Probably um... been about maybe an hour that they've been down there talking, catching up. Yeah, I'd, I'd still probably still be awake because still probably writing. Okay. So Levy's awake. What were you doing again, Castamere? Sorry. Uh, reading the Manual of Health. Okay. Which I, I, I know my character doesn't know it's a Manual of Health. <laughs> okay. Alright, uh, so Elamir and Steelscar, you guys head upstairs uh, and find Levy and Casimir sitting there writing uh Ka- levy what do you write are you just writing about what's going, been going on in the journal yep. for yep grogard yep. okay all right so you guys make your way up um if you guys want to rest you can if you have other things you'd like to do before you go to bed uh let me know i'd like to sleep <laughs> yeah still starts pretty beat so off to bed with him okay levy what do you want to do yeah i'll do the same okay casimir yeah, sleep after book. Okay. All right. So you guys, how long are you gonna read the book? Um. Because I guess I guess you don't really. He doesn't really know what it is at this point. <laughs> my character would still aim for a full night's rest, just to maintain okay. health and combat readiness. Gotcha. Okay. So just say a few hours. All right. Um. See so yeah, you guys all take a rest. Um. 
wake up the next morning. Uh, some aches, some pains, some bruises. Um, but overall, you guys are happy to have made it out of that whole little skerfuffle over in Natal. Um, pretty well off, actually. Uh, I believe I had mentioned to Lord Montever had mentioned to Steelscar and Elamir that they would kind of recap in the morning. Yeah, he said there would be like yeah. a meeting or briefing. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, you guys know, and I'm assuming you would have told Levy and Casimir this as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah we know. would have we would have notified them before passing out. Like okay. Yeah, you guys are gonna debrief in the morning. So you, what would you guys like to do? I would like to get up and out of bed. Yeah, get up in the morning, see Put on my armor. <laughs> like a just walks around and probably cast me to full armor all times. Oh hell yeah! Even though the bathroom, full armor. You never know what's gonna happen. No, yeah. I mean, he doesn't armor, even take it off to the bathroom. Jingling a little bit with all my gear. <laughs> I only weigh what 175 pounds. Oh, 175.5. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys make your way downstairs. Do what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys, uh, uh, you wake up, or sorry, you head downstairs. Um, you can see it's kind of there's a lot of people moving around in the castle. Um, you make your way down to the uh, the kind of dining area, uh, and you can see you've seen this before. Just the table, just because of what everything's going on, the table is just full of all sorts of food. You've got like. You know, biscuits, jams, jelly, sausages, oatmeal, just as you see, like, guards and other people just making their way up, grabbing food and moving on with their day. Um, just kind of just kind of the way that they're trying to feed people. You also see some of the people from the, um, the injured civilians just kind of making their way around, eating some of the food. It's just kind of their way of, you know, nothing formal, just food for anyone who needs that kind of thing right now. <clears throat> Do we see Lord Montever? Um, you, uh, so as you guys, so if you remember when you step into Bloodthorn Castle, you got the kind of the foyer off to the right, that dining room where you guys currently are on the left-hand side, the room that you have had kind of your, um, war rooms with him. You can see him and a few other people kind of over there, just kind of eating their breakfast and kind of discussing some things. Doesn't look like anything serious. They're just kind of talking right now. So you think you have a little bit of time before anything starts up? Okay. So, oh, uh, um, I look at um, I look at Levy, and I'm um, and I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, um, I uh, I retreated this. It was a piece of wood, you said, I think. Yeah. I retreated this piece of wood from from that fight yesterday, and I don't know, it caught my attention, but. Maybe you can make something out of it. And I'll, I'll hand him the piece of wood. Okay. Do I recognize the wood? Uh, Go ahead and make just... um, Just say an intelligence check if you're just trying to see if it looks familiar. Uh, ten. Ten. Oh. You're not sure exactly. Uh, it, so the piece of wood, it kind of is probably about this big um it's like foot and a half i i don't know how uh, big your arms yeah, are <laughs> kind of weird i'd say probably about two two feet okay um it yeah it looks like it's kind of like the bottom part's kind of like 
tapered off and kind of like smaller and it looks like it was broken at the top part okay. um, um does it look like driftwood or is it like knotty like like uh it looks it doesn't look like yeah it looks like it had it was what's the word you know it's not just some random piece of wood like it looks like it was someone created this or used it or something like that it looks carved or something yeah there was some effort put into this thing it isn't just a random like stick that it's not a two by just, four no, it's not two by four. <laughs> he just hands plank. me plank from Eddie. It's yeah. like, here's plank. It's thanks. Hit the face. Yeah. Can you identify him? Yeah, can I identify plank? Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, could I? Could I like, kind of like, hiddenly spend the next ten minutes identifying this piece? Sure, if you'd like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I will. Okay. Can I hiddenly right. give a, give you two more things to identify? You can ask me to. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you if you see me identifying, you're welcome to. <laughs> Do I see him identifying? Uh, make a perception check. Oh yeah. Do I have to make a perception? Overcomp. Over um, I don't think were you. I did. I do think you said kind of sneaky, right? Is what yeah. you said. Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll deception. Good luck. Or, uh, <laughs> actually, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say deception. I'd say stealth. You're trying to be stealthy about it. Still good luck. <laughs> Nineteen. Nineteen. Ooh, yeah, you don't. Head. You don't. You don't see him doing this, Elamir. Uh, right. Can I ask though? What were you? What were you asking? Going to ask him about? Because I the might be Horn and the weapon. Uh, what was it? Uh, a flail that I got. Oh, did you pick that up? Okay. Yeah, I picked up the yeah. the flail and a horn. Okay. Um. So. Let's see. Yeah. So if you didn't intentionally spend time with those, trying to identify if they were magical or something like that then you wouldn't know future for future reference if you do have an item that you are wondering if it's magical you can spend time with it like snuggling it yeah you can it's just his spell is quicker than you spending time doing that gotcha and you still have to spend the time if you want to attune to it yes it it doesn't count as the i think it doesn't count as the time spent attuning it's just you're kind of basically the what he's doing it what would happen with you is we just figure out what it is and it I just, yeah i just always thought we gave to him because he had a spell i didn't realize this was a common action no so he, he does I, have a spell, spell. his right. spell just but i didn't realize it was just like an hour. a common action mm-hmm. okay gotcha yeah for you it takes like an hour or so for him it if he does the Wait. spell it's like instant no if it's, it's like 24 ritual, it's hours minutes. i thought that you is have... it 24 hours yeah i thought it's like a full day I just spent a whole day staring at this. <laughs> like an hour is like nothing because it's like not even worth a... using a spell then. Here's my question though: If you attune to something, you don't you don't automatically know what it does, correct? You're just you're just attuned to it. Um, I or thought. Do you, or do you I learn all its properties? Out. I think you learn its properties. You know, we will we will table this and we'll figure out exactly figure what it is. Later. I don't think it's 24 hours. I will say that. All right, well, then um, I'll just stand there since I didn't see him sneak away. Just holding this, these two things in your hands, looking around. I'll put them back in my bag. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Levy, uh, so you're casting Identify, right? Yeah, it's ret- ritually. Okay. Um, so you, you spend 10 minutes um, doing this. Uh, so as you do this, uh, you detect that it is magical. Um, but you're having some trouble. Actually, hold on one second. All right, notes say magic wood. 
Steel Scar gave me magic wood, guys. <laughs> he gave you his magic oh. wood. Okay, so so if he wants to attune to it, then you basically have to spend a short rest, which is about an hour with mm -hmm. it. Oh, quick question. Um, was our level up before or during our long rest? During your long rest. Okay, thank you. By the way, they leveled okay. up. For those listening, I forgot to, meant to mention that. Yeah. I forgot. From six to seven. That's right. Oh, yeah, and also if you attune to it, you do learn all its properties according to what I just read. Okay. So, there you go. Oh, so I actually know my axe. Yay! Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm it, looking up something real quick, sorry. And it would be up to the DM if he has, if the item has any criteria that you don't meet, he can actually decide if you do indeed attune or don't <clears> attune to it. Nice. Interesting. Identify not does not identify does not reveal curses. Correct. Just read that. Interesting. Correct. It's cursed. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, meta gaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can't find the question that I'm looking for, so I will just rule it. Um, so you cast identify, um, and you get the sense that this is not the full. This is a broken piece of something magical. Um, you don't have the full item here. Um, you can kind of see on the end where it looks like it was broken. Uh, <clears throat> things you do know about it. Uh, it is dark. It is evil. Uh, it <clears throat> carries with it a very evil presence. Um, and you sense uh, specifically uh, blighted magic as well as uh, soul magic is what this item would do but the, what I was looking for and I couldn't find it was if you only if you're doing identify on a broken piece of a magical item are you able to detect all of its properties I could not find a ruling so for right now I'm going to say you don't know everything about this but that's what you do know sounds fair sounds fair <clears throat> more. so it's a partial piece yes um we'll say it seems familiar to you well, as a player, I know exactly what it is, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure Levy doesn't know yet. <laughs> so, um... He hasn't gotten that hint. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so that's what you're able to detect. Um, and you at, this, at the end of that ritual, you kind of see people start to make... Important people start to make their way over to that war room with... Uh, Lord Montever, and you see Garagar in there, you see Captain Doring, and Captain Arnold as well. When I get a chance, I'd like to show the piece of wood to Garagar. Okay. Alright. <clears throat> um, so you walk in, um, things are kind of getting ready to get going, what would you like to ask him real quick? Um, I want to show him the piece of wood and be like, hey Garagar, do you recognize this? It was found <laughs> yesterday. There goes uh, Levy, showing off his wood again. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my magic wood real quick. Steel Scar, Steel Scar said he had found it on the battlefield yesterday. <clears throat> he uh, kind of like, you know, puts his glasses, spectacles kind of on the end of his nose and is like, hmm, um, not quite certain. Uh, have you been able to identify it or anything? Yeah, so it looks to be like something broken almost. Like it, that's kind of what I'm getting. I get some sense of like that has darkness. It's evil. And it has like a hint of soul magic on it. Uh, and some blighted magic, I believe. 
he's like, <clears throat> hmm, that is quite interesting. Um, and he kind of thinks for a moment. He's like, I wonder if it has anything to do with uh, the piece of the staff we have here in the library of the castle. Ooh, that's a great idea. We should check that out. He's like, ah, that is something that we can certainly take a look at uh, after this debriefing we have here with Lord Montevere. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, let's do that right after then. This is all right. Uh, and then you can, you hear his kind of, <clears throat> Lord Montevere kind of quiets everyone down. And um, he's just like, thank you all for gathering here. We had quite a busy night last night. Uh, just wanted to kind of regroup, uh, go over what happened and talk about our next steps um uh, and he just begins and says um our friends here casimir levy steel scar and elamir made their way to natal uh under my request uh they were able to sneak in uh and get some of the people including my son leon um who were trapped in chapel natal and were able to bring them back here safely um i'm also told they were able to kill one of the dock fangs during that time, uh, we led a counterattack on Natal uh, with a group of men. We were greatly outnumbered, but we were simply a distraction to help them buy them time so they could save those people. Uh, said, so we began the attack, and uh, it wasn't going very well for us. The gnolls seemed to have raised many skeletons of their own and were uh, using them to great very well against us. We, They simply threw themselves at our men, and there was not much we could do. It was just a horde of them. Um, and things began to look a little bleak. Um, but then during the fight, uh, we were surprised to see that Captain Doring here, and he motions over to Captain Doring, um, had arrived from Esrum with a detachment of soldiers. Um, rather quickly, I might add. Uh, and it was... He was able to assist us with some of his divine magic as the undead were quickly dispatched and we were able to begin uh, hurting and taking out the gnolls that were in the fight rather than the skeletons. Uh, and he's like, at one point, Droka, one of the dark fangs, um, found me and we fought. And were it not for Captain Aronal here, I'm not sure I would be here, but she was injured in the fighting but we were able to escape him, and we soon got the word from our friends here that the people had been rescued from Natal, and we called off the attack and made our way back here. Um, he's like, and that's what happened, so I just would like to thank everyone for their assistance. Um, if there are any questions, please let us know. And he's like, I will say... Um, Captain Doring and his men were able to get here with the assistance of Remus Lothander, and some of his arcane practitioners were able to teleport them here. Um, as I'd sent word to them that we needed assistance, and they were able to get here quickly. He's like, did anyone have any other questions or anything they needed to share with? Kind of looks, looks around the room. Um, and as, as you guys are kind of just sitting there, kind of talking um, and he's kind of the silence you suddenly hear a horn blow in the distance just one though just one and as the horn blows you see kind of a smile crawl across Lord Montevideo's face 
He's like, ah, I believe that may be the reinforcements that I have requested. Um, and everyone kind of like looks around as they hear the horn blowing. He's like, uh, please, if you would all follow me down to the docks, I think you'll be happy to see what is arriving. He kind of motions his way, uh, motions everyone toward the docks, which if you don't know, uh, just you guys kind of follow everyone who begins making their way that direction. Um, head through the keep, the castle, down the steps that are directly in front of the entrance uh, into the cellar. Basically, you're led through the cellar. Uh, you guys see like these large caskets of like wine and ale. It looks like a lot of them haven't opened recently just due to everything that's going on. Um, you see a lot of servants and workers down here as well. Um, but you eventually head out of the cellar um, and out onto the docks. There is a dock on the back of the castle <clears throat> as it is near. Um, I actually just realized, what are you guys looking at on roll 20? We're looking at the whole okay. map of the castle. Okay, good. good. So Kalan, Bloodthorn's <clears throat> Castle. And gotcha. <clears throat> okay, so yeah, there's a dock on the back of the castle uh, near that river there. <clears throat> Over here. Oh, okay, that area. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. Uh, so you guys make your way outside, um, and it's as you can see, it's kind of a nice day out at this point. Um, still kind of early morning. The sun's rising. It's kind of cool. Uh, and you guys, as you look up uh, northward, kind of up in this direction, you see multiple ships making their way down the river. Um, let me catch up on my notes here. Uh, uh, so you see the ships, uh, they are made of dark wood. Um, parts of them have bl uh, blackened metal affixed to them. Uh, the sails are deep purple uh, with gold patterns along the edges. And in the center of the sails, you see a symbol. You see a blackened moon next to a blackened tree. Uh, would uh, I recognize the symbol by any chance with the military background that um, I have? Go ahead and make a history check. <clears throat> Crap. Why you gotta make me do that? One? <laughs> I suck at that. <laughs> nope, that's a three minus will, one. I will, give you, I will give you advantage on the check. Okay, awesome. Oh, much reasons. better. <laughs> a sixteen minus one, fifteen. Fifteen. Dude, okay. I, it would have been the two without that advantage. <laughs> uh, you do recognize these sales, uh, Elamir. You also recognize them. You don't even need to think. You know exactly what these are. Uh, these are yeah, the sales. These are the sails of the Veilwood, um, the partner forest to the Greenwood, which is where you are from. Um, specifically, these are the Dark Elves of uh, Ethane. Um, which, if you look at the map, which I can switch over here real quick. Uh, there it is. So right up here is the Veilwood. Oh, so that's where our backup is coming from? Yes. That's what it seems to be. Uh, <clears throat> so you see these ships kind of moving down the river. Wait, uh, and it's, uh, it's just north of... Ah, there it is, yes. Red, yep. Yes. Right up here. Yep. Got it. Um, and you see them kind of just moving down the river as they get closer. You can see there are about six ships. Uh, and they just kind of dock on the docks there. Uh, you can see... Uh, the sh uh, sorry, I'm just going to catch up on my notes here. Uh, you can kind of make out, looks like um, lots of people standing or 
you can see what looks like lots of people standing on the ships. Um, as the ships dock, the crews kind of hop off, fasten the ships to the dock, and um, you see as people begin to make their way off, uh, you see a lot of armored warriors stepping off um, onto the docks, and they're carrying like spears and just uh, sword to their sides. Uh, they looked look quite ready for battle. Um, you see their armor is kind of like blackened and has like kind of these designs of like wood and stuff on them. Um, and they're all kind of wearing these purple tabards with that same symbol on it. Um, the bows are made of like fine ashen wood. Um, and uh, again, Elamir, you recognize these as dark elves um, from the Veilwood. Um, so as you guys are sitting there taking in this scene, uh, you see as three of the people getting off one of the ships make their way toward you and Lord Montever and kind of this group that's gathered nearby. Um, and as he gets closer, he pulls off his helmet uh, and you can see he has very elven features, pointed ears. Um, he has green eyes, blackened hair, and he bows to Lord Montever and says in a smooth voice, Lord Montever, Queen Marcouli sends her regards. Lord Montever replies, General Duskfarrow, it is good to see you. Your arrival gives us hope in this dark time. And the, the elf replies, The Queen Mother is always honors her debts, my lord, particularly those she deems friend. And he says, Lord Montever replies, and says, And that for that I am thankful. Captain Arnar here will work out the details of where your forces can be put to best use. You and I can head to my war room where we can catch you up to speed on everything going on. This is with your arrival and the arrival of the forces from Esserum that Captain Lucas has notified me of in the next day or two. I believe we can push these fiendish creatures out of our lands with ease. General Duskfarrow nods to his companions um, who head toward the ship with Captain Arnall. Um, at this point, Lord Montever turns to you guys, takes a deep breath. He's like, Levy, Elamir, Steelscar, and Casimir. You've proven yourselves time and time again in this crisis. You assisted in the defense of Andul. You rescued Garagar, protected my daughter, defended my people in Natal, and you've returned my son to me safely. Steelscar, you fought that fiend, Droka, that almost killed me, all on your own. Casimir, you healed my people in the chapel and brought many back from the brink of death. Levy, you aided Garagar and my daughter Bella in their research to uncover why these gnolls were attacking us in the first place. And Elamir, I am told that you single-handedly killed Ragdulu. Your deeds have not been noticed, and will certainly never be forgotten. You've stayed here out of the goodness of your hearts, never asking me for anything in return, though I have asked much of you. When my people and I were in our most desperate hour of need, you were there to help, no questions asked. It is people like you who give me hope that the good folk of Athane stand a chance to get the evils that pervert this land. For that I am thankful, and I wish to express my gratitude, as well as the gratitude of me, my men, my people. Please accept these tokens of our appreciation. And with that, he nods to a servant nearby uh, and watches uh, four servants step up in front of you guys. Um, they're each carrying have a small chest that they hand to you guys. Uh, you can see these chests are made of finely crafted wood. Uh, you see the symbol of Redbrook on top. It's the red flower. Uh, and the, um, yeah, so that's what you see. Um, and he says, uh, inside you will find gold, money for your troubles. 
it's what we, the least we can do right now and everything is happening and we just want to say thank you for all you've done. Um, it says to spare you the trouble of counting it out, you will find uh, 2,500 gold pieces inside. Yo, that's me saying it out of character too. <laughs> um, and he looks at you, Steelscar. He says, Steelscar. Uh, or sorry, you see as one of the um, servants walks toward him and hands him a sword. He says, Steelscar, I am told that in your fight with Droka, you lost a weapon that was of great value to you. And though this may not replace that, I hope that it may be a worthy, um, a worthy addition to your arsenal in whatever adventures you find. This has been sitting in our vaults for many years, and to be honest, I feel a bit shameful that it says sat in there without seeing any use, so perhaps you will put it to better use than I will. Uh, and he hands you a very large great sword. So, just a great sword? Uh, it is a plus one great sword. Oh. How, how, how big are we talking? Are we talking like, you know, like gut-sized great sword, or, or what? <laughs> just a great sword. <laughs> Claim just a plus one great sword? Yes, That's plus one great, great sword. sword. Ah, yes. <laughs> um, so. And he, uh, he's, it's the servants kind of step away. Uh, he's like, the horses that I uh, gifted to you earlier, um, obviously keep them. They've been saddled with a few days' supplies um, for your troubles. Um, he says, if you're ever passing through Redbrook again, please, you're welcome to stay in the keep. Uh, the Montevere family considers you friend. And if you are ever in need of any assistance or find yourself in a tight spot, I will do what I can to help. Though I am not a man of great power, I do have some influence. So I can do what I can to help you. Thank you. It says thank no, you. thank you. Thank you for I, your assistance. I bow and kneel and thank him as well. <laughs> bow, kneel. <laughs> It says, with the arrival of the elves here from Athrenveln and the reinforcements on the way from Esrim, I believe we will not only weather the storm, but conquer it. While you've always been free to leave, you can leave now with a clear conscience, knowing that we are in good hands. If you do wish to say, we can stay, we can certainly put your skills to use, but feel no compulsion to do so. Uh, thank you. We will get back to you on that. Um, I believe we should discuss amongst ourselves and decide... You know, it's like, of course, if you um, decide to stay or leave or need to talk to me, you will find me in the war room here with um, General Dusk Pharaoh as we discuss our next plans. With that, he um, um, gives each of you a quick handshake and uh, makes his way back inside the keep. As you guys stand there on the docks, uh, Lucas follows him. Cool. Um, well, I had something I wanted to talk to Garagar about, about that piece of wood that you gave me, uh, Steel Scar. Um, but what do you guys think? Do you think we want to stick around? Because it sounds like they kind of got things handled, and while I know Steel Scar's a soldier, I'm not really one. Um, if it was up to my personal, to me personally, I would say I would stay, but then again, we do have an employer and they expect us to do a job and and my job right now is to be with this group and do what what I've been instructed to do so 
technically, Levy, you're the one that writes the story. So if you want to stay for the story, if you want to stay for the story, we can stay. But if you if you want to pursue different stories, then we can head out. Oh, my decision will. I'll leave that on you. Basically, you're the writer of the group, so you're the one that reports back. So it's more or less your call at this moment. Man, we're just, a, we're a just Steel Scar just like throwing down on Casimir doing not writing anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, Casimir well, actually, actually makes me gives me a question then. Do all of us carry one of the the Goblin Gazette no. books or is it only no. Levy and I? It's only you it's and Levy. Only you and Levy. Oh, so okay. so I when they Yeah, so when they first said roll is muscle. See the thing is, is a guide, basically. Steel Scar personally has not seen Casimir riding on anything. I've only seen Levy. It's true. So that's why I've been asleep every single time I've written it. (laughs) So I don't personally don't know. I I personally don't know that you're a writer. (laughs) I only know Levy as the writer because I've read his work. Uh, Well done, Keith. Yeah, you've read it. You proofread it. That's why so I yeah, said you, what I you said. You haven't seen me write in my personal journal. Uh, you haven't nope. seen me taking like notes about architecture and shit. You haven't seen me writing it. <laughs> I have not. That's so. Oh, cool. I know you write because we've talked about it. <laughs> yeah, talked I about don't it. see. I don't know you write. So uh, I, I. It's not that I'm ignoring what you've done. Is I don't know what you've done. Yeah. Yeah. So so, Casimir, when they when they were grouped up. The they each had roles, and Levy's was the reporter. Uh, Steel Scar was like the muscle, the tank, basically, and Elamir was kind of the guide and the wayfarer and stuff. Um, okay. You weren't part of that because you were flying solo, so you were just kind of out there. Uh, and then when they came to assist you, you know, everything went from there. So yeah, the only two with books are you and Levy. Awesome. If we put a book inside of a book, does it create a black hole? Like bags of holding. The bag of holding. No. I, love no, how, I love how you're like, oh, you just disregarded casting me. And I'm like, I didn't start anybody. Not intentional. He's just like, Casting are you read? You can, no, he, he, you can make the, the, the thought letters. Starts <laughs> <laughs> like handing him pieces of paper. Can you read this? <laughs> well, he hasn't said anything yet. So. Yeah. 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 Um. I, I I can read. Yeah. <laughs> what about what, what do you think Grog or Grog? What do you think Grog is having me out? Grog. Well, I guess. What do you guys think? Do you think uh, a war story of you know humans triumphing over the gnolls would be a good uh, good thing to report on still? Uh, something that you guys would be interested to reading, or do you think we should continue on and see what our next story might bring us? Like? I think we've finished our story here. Everything else that will take place will be larger groups, larger battles. They have scribes for that. I think we've served our role, and from here on, we'd just be a smaller part in what they have going. Yeah. Maybe on our way back, you can just ask questions of how things turned out and just write it down. Do like a recap. Maybe. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. thinking right now of calling it, you know, like uh, Redbrook... Uh, Night of Red or something like that. <laughs> or Night of Fire. As soon as he says that, I'm like, I like it. I think that's very clever. The Steel Scar, is he going to proofread it again? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to he's gonna proofread it again once once I'm finished. You're writing it now. That's awesome. And then, uh, so I'm thinking, 
I think we can we can head on. We we're still headed towards Sailport, so, and we've heard things aren't exactly great there, so we might find some more interesting uh, tidbits on the way. Um, I think while we're traveling, I'll probably do some of the writing. Casimir, would you help me with that, or if you wanted to like combine our work together? Uh, working together sounds like a good idea, so we're not sending redundant information. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to so, ask how you guys handle that, so you guys so, can handle that. You two writing. I look at Cassie and we're like, you also read his work? I think his writing is pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> pull out a book. Just pull out one of my books and show him. We've actually Wait. been working together. <laughs> You've been asleep each time. Mm -hmm. uh, whoops. Oh, I am so sorry. I did not know you had one of those as well. <laughs> I'm glad you slept well. <laughs> <laughs> this is when I wonder if like something like I just, just want to work on Steel Scar because of his. Int I just want to give major props to Caesar for being able to keep track of that. <laughs> masterful. Uh, pretty good. I, I, I was just laughing as soon as Scott was like, "You just ignored all the work Casimir does," and I'm like, "I don't know he does any work." <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, Master of the non-meta. What about you, Elmir? Do you have an opinion at all? I, uh, I'd i like to get moving. We've been in one place too long, in my opinion, and uh, if they need us over a whole army, then they got bigger issues. Speaking of, do you know anything about the elves that arrived? Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, racist. Uh, <laughs> hey, I know very little about them, so I'm asking uh, someone that might know. As well, elves, we can identify other elves pretty well. Us humans too. I can I can definitely tell when there's another human next to me. Scott, what do I know uh, about them? Uh, <laughs> you know, you would know a decent amount. Um, I'm gonna say you you know a lot without me even really needing to you needing to roll or anything. Um. Actually, I will say, roll history check with advantage to see the depth of your knowledge. 16. 16, okay. Um, so, you know that the Dark Elves um, and the Elves from the Greenwood uh, were once one. They were once one group, the same group. Uh, they both lived, uh, basically, if you're looking at the map of Ethane, it used to... So if you see where it says the abundant plain, mm -hmm. uh, that all actually used to be one big forest from the Greenwood all the way over to the Valewood. Hmm. Uh, but there was a battle that occurred many, many, many years ago uh, and basically burned down all that part of the forest. Um, so what happened was the two elves basically ended up getting split. They ended up creating their own right societies and stuff, and they ended up um, drifting apart. Um and there's something about the Veilwood, some darkness about it, uh, that turned the elves that resided there into the Dark Elves. Um, so that's why they have a dark appearance, very alien to the normal elves that you're used to, um, Elamir. Um, you know that they have a matriarchal society, uh, which is different from the elves of the Greenwood. Um, and you also know that uh, while the elves of the Greenwood... Um, are more woodsy, rangery, magic-y, um, kind of as your your stereotypical elves. Uh, the dark elves are more secrecy, um, you know, political intrigue, stuff like that. Um, 
They also tend to wear heavier, bulkier armor than the elves of the Greenwood. Um, so that's what you know. Uh, the the relations between both sets of elves are are good. They've had a lot of differences in the past, and there are a lot of issues that remain. But um, typically reside or you know see each other. It's kind of this mutual like hey, we're both elves, but like, you know, there's some, there's there are lots of disagreements there and they're not going to murder each other on sight, but there's just some, some issues that lie at the heart of that relationship. Okay. Um, to levy um, in the group, I'll kind of shorten it and explain some of no, that. Everything I just said. <laughs> I'll basically word, say we're... We're, we're not enemies. Our our ancestors uh, once dwelled together, but uh, history took us apart. Uh, like I said, we're not enemies, but just time has distanced us. How, uh, how good of warriors are they? Uh, I would say that they, uh, they have things covered. Cool. That's good to hear. Excellent to hear. Uh, uh, Scott, would it, would it have been fair to say that once we've actually... Made, once I've heard Levy and the group have made the decision of continuing forward, I would have been like, I would have been wanting to step out just so I can talk to uh, Captain Doring and Captain Arno one last time before setting off. You, you, you'll definitely have time because I need to go back and speak to the Garagar, which I said before. Yeah, I think there are a few things I need to wrap up before. Okay, fair leaves. enough. Okay, so it sounds like you guys are all agreeing what that you're going to have. It's still early morning. I'd say eight ish, probably. Okay. Like, just early morning is fine, yeah. Yeah, it's still early morning. Um, Do you guys so yeah, want you... to leave this late afternoon? I think that's fair. I can agree with that. Okay. I'd I, I say we can head out before the, the forces head out on their missions. Yeah. Before that. we head out, do we wish to get a cart or something and have the horses pull it so we're not just going to end up saddle sore? Um, fine by me. Let's see if we what we can get. Um, I mean, we could, uh, I don't know what we could do. Yeah, let's see if they have a cart they could spare. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so sounds like you guys are playing head out Redbrook, make your way to Sailport. Um, people have some things they need to follow up on before they do so. Uh, so t- everyone tell me what you want to do, and then we'll go from there. Levy, go first. Uh, I'd like to go see Garagar. Um, Garagar standing next to you. Okay, well, then me and Garagar <laughs> are going to go up and look at the old okay. um, staff cool. piece. Okay. Elamir, what do you want me to do? Uh, I'd like to identify these items, and then sort of, as the guide, try to like plot uh, the path to Sailport with a okay. map. Steel Scar, what are you wanting to do? Um, I'm going to do two things. The first one is I would like to go back and uh, visit Captain Arno, see if okay. she's made a full recovery or still uh, down for the count for now. And then after that, I just want to say, uh, I just want to talk one last time to um, Captain Doring. Okay. And then Casimir, what are you wanting to do? Procure a cart? Uh, procure. See if I can procure a cart. So I'd probably go and talk to the... Um... Oh my god, my brain. Quartermaster. Wow. It's like I wasn't in the army or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that is so bad. Oh, good. 
Okay, I want to go talk to the quartermaster. I'm going to see if I can trade him like the arrows, the short swords, the spears, and longbows that I'm still lugging around um, <laughs> for some of the items from my basic shopping list, as okay. well as possibly like, get a discount on a cart. Um, I also want to see if I can swap out my basic or my rider saddle for a military saddle. Okay. All right, so uh, we will start with Levy. All right, Levy. So, uh, Garagar standing next to you. Um, you said you were wanting to go look at the other the yeah. other piece of the staff yeah. with him. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of cur- turn and mention that to him, and he's like, "Oh, okay." So you guys head up uh, back into the keep. Uh, did you guys have a spot you were meeting up at before you leave? Uh, yeah. Let's before let's meet up. Um, I guess kind of before before like supper time ish. Um, the stables or something. Yeah, let's meet up at the, like the courtyard. Yeah, the courtyard in the courtyard. Okay. So late afternoon. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. So Levy, you head out. Uh, head up back into the keep with Garagar. You guys are gonna go check on the um the staff there. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys enter. You see Bella is in there. Um, reading through some stuff. I uh, make way over to the the case. Uh, you guys open it up. Um, kind of look at it, look at it over. Look it over. Uh, and kind of as you are holding the one piece and Garagar is holding the other piece, you guys kind of put them together and you can see that they connect looks like the spot that they were broken they kind of connect together okay. uh, they don't stick together but like you know you're putting two broken pieces mm-hmm. together um <clears throat> and garagar's like oh it seems that these may be the same staff at one point it was broken i guess all right that's actually what the legend says um does anyone does anyone have the spell mending on them because i don't at the moment <laughs> Uh, nope, I can <clears throat> light and... Oh, no, it would be, it'd be you're Bella and Garagar. Well, we're, not, <laughs> meant, we're not there. No, I meant if you were to come and get me. Yeah. <laughs> spoken to Levy about what abilities That's I true. had. That's true, he did. He did, he did speak he to did. me about what he abilities. He wants to be useful. <laughs> so he knows what I can do, so he can gotcha. me down. Okay, um, so when you say that, Garagar's like, um, unfortunately, the mending spell uh, cannot repair magical items, which it seems true. this is. True. Um... <clears throat> He says, and it still looks like we are missing um, one final piece. And you can see it. It's basically <clears throat> the parts that you guys have that you put together are like the bottom part of the staff. Okay. So it's still it's missing, missing like, the like, focus or like something? missing like the head part of the staff. Um, um, and he said, he's like, and, and where did you say you found this? Uh, Steel Scar seemed to have found it um, on, I think, one of the bodies or something like that when, when we were in the last battle. No, I would have told them we found it on uh, what was her name? Um, it was the the, no, the leader, right? No, no it wasn't the leader. It was no, no, no. the one that was trying to run yeah. away. Yeah, it was the one that was trying to run away. <clears throat> A no-name creep. Yeah, it was just one creep. of one of the uh, <clears throat> the minions was trying to escape with uh, with this. Okay. During he's her like, last battle. He's like, that is right. We, I remember now in the. the <clears throat> Chapel Natal, we had this was on display. Didn't know exactly what it was at the time. We just knew that it was a relic from that battle long ago. Didn't realize it was a piece of the staff here. Um, he's like, and you said the gnolls were trying to get it. That's correct. Says that is very interesting. So, according to the story, Logoltha, who was one of the the gnolls leading the attack. On Redbrook many, many, many years ago. Um, he had a staff, and that staff was shattered. 
If you say the gnolls were trying to collect it, it seems that perhaps they were trying to put the pieces of the staff back together, maybe? If you have this piece and there's still a, mis- a piece missing and we have the other piece. I'm assuming it's only three pieces since it seems that we have the base of the staff here. The, At this uh, point, that was walked over and you guys are kind of all looking it over. What was the first <laughs> name of the town that burned up when we first got there? Sorry. Onduul. Onduul. Was <clears throat> anything being kept in Onduul as like the first place that they attacked? Kind of thinks for a moment. Is like... Nothing that I can recall. Um, I don't believe we had any other pieces on display in Redbrook like this that could be another piece. Um, Perhaps if there was another piece of the staff missing, it was lost somewhere. Well, um, I mean, since this clearly belongs to your people, I mean, would you want to keep this or would you want us to take it with us so that the staff could not be recreated somehow thinks for a moment is like that is a very good question though I fear if the gnolls are after this staff and you take it you have a target on your back and I'm not sure that I would want you to take on that burden for us especially with the reinforcements that have just arrived I, I feel that we are um in good hands, but that is a question I may need to talk to Lord Montever about and see what he would like to do. That that seems very fair. Um, I believe amongst us, we're, we are planning to leave uh, later this afternoon. So if um, this decision, decision is made that you do not want to, wish to keep it here, uh, we will be available until then. This is of course. I will be sure to talk to Monte- Lord Montever as soon as he has a free moment, uh, and we will let you know what we plan to do. Um, thank you. Thank you for everything. Um, thank you. I guess, uh, since this is, might be the last time we see each other, I just wanted to, you know, thank both of you for all of your hard work, and, you know, it was quite enlightening working together. And Gary goes, I guess, thank you for your friends, uh, rescuing me from that accursed cave that, uh, Nagar had me in, um, I'll be honest, I wasn't sure that I was going to make it out alive up there, but thank you for your assistance, and thank you for everything there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then, um, I guess I will go, and I'm gonna start kind of working for the rest of the day, kind of openly, I guess, where, I think I'll go hang out in the courtyard and start writing. And like planning up my my report that I want to write about um, the attacks. Whoa, your camera was yeah, blurry. Yeah, like refocused. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so okay. I'll do that. Uh, and then if Casimir ends up seeing me, he could come and help out. Was the kind of okay. idea. All right. As you start walking away, um, Garagar seems to go back to his stuff. Bella kind of follows you, and it's just like, oh, Levy, I just wanted to say once again, thank you for your assistance. Thank you for helping out in Anduul and everything you've done for my people and my father and my brother, it's, it's greatly appreciated. Hey, it, it, honestly, it's its no trouble. I, I got something out of it as well. I, I, I'm I, a lover of knowledge and I have learned so much from being here. <laughs> she's like, that is something that we share. And she says, as you uh, kind of sort of leave, she's like, and Levy, I hope that you find what it is that you are looking for. I I do as well. 
But she kind of goes back to her books as you make your way down to the courtyard. Um, next, we will go to uh, Steel Scar. So, right, so um, this I'm point, my you... way up to the chapel. That's the last known location I knew Captain Arnold was at. No, Captain Arnold is with you guys. She has made a speedy recovery due to the divine healing dumped on her from uh, Captain Doring. So she she's like still kind of like moving a little, you know, a little injured, but she is alive and moving around. Uh, she was right. with you. basically when the elves showed up, uh, the, the elves that came with General Duskbarrow, she kind of went with them to kind of tell them like, hey, this is where you guys can go, stuff like that. Sorry, I hear my children screaming in the background. So. I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to text my wife. What the heck? <laughs> you say you're in the basement? I am. I'm actually directly underneath my kid's bedroom. So when they're oh, loud, you can hear it, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> Scott, it's time to put up some freaking, like, fall my walls. I need some, like, soundproofing right, right above me. Yeah, you do. <laughs> All right, um, so I'm going to go to Captain uh, Arnold first. Okay. Um, yeah, so she, as you make your way up, she seems busy, um, you know, talking to some of the elves that arrived. Like, they're coordinating where they can go as they're, the elves are unloading supplies and stuff. Uh, when it looks like she finally has a free moment, uh, you kind of step up uh, and begin to talk to her. Uh, Captain Arnold, it's uh, it's been a pleasure working with you on this uh, last mission that took place. Um, I'm glad to see that your injuries are a lot better. Uh, Lord Montever, His Majesty, has basically given us leave now that reinforcements have arrived, so... Um, on our way back from wherever, wherever the road. Well, wait, where are we going, anyways? What was it? Um, seaport. Sailport. Sailport. Uh, on our way back from Sailport, we most likely will pass back through here. So, I look forward to hearing about how you uh, take Prokaw down. He is a fearsome opponent. I will not deny that, but with the skills and the what I've seen from our bouts the other day, I have a pretty strong feeling that you'll be able to take him down, and I look forward to hearing about it. She's like, "Oh, Steel Scar, I'm sad to see that you were leaving, but I understand. Um, yes, thank you for your assistance. If we're able to take down Droka, that fiend." Then I will be sure to let you know when you come back. Having faced him myself, he is a... a monster. There is no other way to describe him. Um, she says, I did want to apologize, Steel Scar. When I confronted you in the armory, I feel that I was allowing the pain of the attack on Andul, the loss of my men, to get the better of me. That was not right. You did what you could to help the people there. And I shouldn't have done that, so I apologize. Um, just don't wish from men who died for their sacrifices to be forgotten. And unfortunately, I took that out on you, so I apologize. There's no need to. There's no need for apologies. We all mourn in different ways. It's it's just who we are as people. So I understand where you're coming from, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, once um, Drokai has been defeated. I hope you'll feel some sort of closure on that and 
like I said, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to take them down, especially now that you have reinforcements. It shouldn't be as difficult. So I, I hope to hear of your success on our on our way back from Sailport. She says, and I is, and I do hope that that is the case. Steel Scar. She says, um, every loss of someone under your command is takes a toll, but never really forget. You just have to learn to move on as I'm sure you are aware, as a man who has served in the military. Um, but I wish you luck on your endeavors. Um, continue your training. Perhaps we can have a, a rematch on your way back through. I would look forward to that. And uh, I guess I'll try to shake her hand. That she gives you a salute. I salute back. All right, you guys salute. It must make him feel good. <laughs> oh, yes. Your scar is ecstatic. <laughs> well, I'll leave you to your duties. I got I to gotta find Captain Doring before we head out. She says, of course. So long, Steel Scar. And I uh, I head out to look for Captain Doring. Uh, last you had seen, he was heading up to the war room with uh, Lord Montevere and General Dusk Pharaoh to kind of debrief him. All right. Uh, I'll make my way that way and see if he's not busy at the moment. Okay. Uh, you get up there. It looks like they are in the middle of some discussions and talking um, after kind of waiting around um, a little bit and kind of getting Captain Doring's attention. Uh, he eventually steps out. He's like, Steel Scar, how may I help you? Well, Captain Doring, I just uh, just wanted to let you know that Lord Montsevere basically gave us the okay to head out um, on our way. We were actually heading to Sailport before we ended up getting caught in this whole endeavor so now that you're here and all the reinforcements have arrived I uh I wish all you troops the best and and on our way back from Sailport passing through here I hope to hear the success of of this whole battle turning out positive for everybody says yes I agree we have reinforcements on the way here from Esserum. We should be arriving in the next day or two, um, so that will be of that will be of more aid. Uh, the people here of Redbrook have suffered a great, great tragedy, and I'm glad to hear that you were here to help them in that time of crisis. Once again, I was completely surprised to see you here. Didn't expect to run into you again, especially outside of Esserum. But I believe we'll be seeing each other there again as you do work right next to us. So. Um, and we can certainly follow up on any questions that you may have uh, about what we discussed the other night. Of course, that's the other thing I wanted to mention is that as soon as we make it an ashram, I'll I'll make sure to head um head your way and maybe we can discuss a little more of what we discussed earlier. This sounds good. Perhaps we can grab a drink after all this is done. Hmm. <laughs> Stilskar just a little nervous. He's like, yes. <laughs> we can probably do that. Says, says, sounds good. I look forward to seeing you again in Esserum, Stilskar. Good luck on your travels. And good luck with everything here, sir. And I salute him. Gives you a salute back. He's getting all the salutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stilskar's ecstatic right now. And right. I guess I'll just... I had about to the training grounds for the meantime. You know, just practice on the dummy, waiting for the time. Okay, go ahead and make a perception check as you're walking out there. Alrighty, perception. Hey, 
right. Uh, 17. Okay. You walk out there. You see Levy sitting in the courtyard, kind of working on stuff. As you go walking I'll make, by. I'll, make, uh, I'll stop by Levy and see what he's writing or what he's up to. Okay. Levy, I'm, as you're reading, you I'm, hear clank, clank, clank as Steel Scar walks up. And yeah, and I'm I'm currently drawing a picture of Lord Montevere, um, kind of over his subjects, giving his speech from earlier. How nice. does it look? How does the drawing look to Steel um, Scar? Does it look too Steel Scar? Yes. Uh, go ahead and make a performance check, Levy. Oh, I will give you advantage because it's drawing, and you're like. Alright, so I rolled a 15 plus uh, 7, so 23. It is a very good drawing, 20, Steel 22, Scar. 22. Very good drawing. You are impressed. Impressive, Levy. Not only are you a, a great writer, but you're also a great artist. Good to know. Amazing. Oh, Amazing no, this, the, the, this is just something simple for the news, just to give people a small connection to the man. Behind the words. <laughs> well, either way, pretty impressive. I'm, I'm pretty sure the readers are going to enjoy that. Well, thank you. That that's great to hear. I love I love hearing that people enjoy my work. All right. <laughs> Awkward silence. Oh, I was gonna say, I was and then I'm just going to keep writing. I'm just going to go back to my work. Like I'm, I'm okay. I'm clearly oh, yeah. focused on something. So yeah, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure Grogger's going to be happy with this. I was looking for a name. I forgot it, but I got it. Grogard. Yes. Yeah, I, I got it. I got him. I checked my notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grogard. and uh, Levy and Casimir, as you guys have been writing back to Grogard, he's been, you know, replying, you know, just asking for more information. Um, does he pay us? He does, but so we can't. The way, yeah, the way it works is it's waiting for you in Esserim. Gotcha. So you're not getting anything now, but when you get okay. back to Esserim, you will have a amount of money sitting there waiting for you. <laughs> cool. I, I hope you're keeping track of that, because I'm not. Yeah, no, I, have I no got idea it. how much it's going to be. <laughs> okay, sweet. You're good. <clears throat> um, Alright, so Steel Scar, you head off to the training grounds? Yeah, I'm just going to swing. They, I believe you said that they came with like wooden swords or something. Yeah. So I'm just going to be swinging a wooden sword like at a practice dummy or probably sparring with somebody. Okay. All right. Um, all right. With that, we will move on to Elamir. Elamir. Hey, that's me. You said you were wanting to um, kind of plot your guys' trip to Sailport, right? Yes. Okay. Um, you'll probably want to... Are you wanting to talk to people, read? read what do you want to... How are you want to gather that information? Um, so probably is there like, um, like the last time we were in, there was, uh, like the, the travelers that had the horses. Um, is there equivalent here? Like a stable of people who, uh, like charter rides. Oh, here, uh, no one here specifically in the castle. There are some in the, like there was one in Andul, the smaller village that you guys were at. Okay. Um, how how about yeah, like caravanners or traders? Yeah, no one here in the castle. Ugh, okay. So it'd be a while to go to another city. <laughs> oh, and you could, yeah, you could either you could either ask around 
I just need to know how you want to do it. Like you can ask around, you could make a library or like read up on Sailport or like look at maps. Like what do you, how are you wanting to gather? Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll uh, try to see if there's maps in the library that I can okay. reference and then take some notes. All right. You make your way up there. Um, as you kind of, you kind of made your way a little slower. And as you get there, you can see you kind of like past Levy as he's heading out. Um, make your way into the library. Um, get in there you can see Garagar and Bella kind of going over stuff reading through like scrolls and notes um, and you make your way inside uh, start to look around see if you can find a map um, go ahead and roll a uh, if you're going to ask for help let me know but if not build a roll how would you like to do uh, I'll briefly interrupt Garagar and just say are there any maps that I could take a glance at okay uh, so you ask him and he uh, points you um, over to a section of the library that has a map maps of Ethane, like different portions of it um, so you make your way over there uh, kind of dig around eventually find a spot that has a map here of the Carlene Lowlands which is where Redbrook and um, all these places are where you guys currently are at um, so basically as you look over the map and kind of like familiarize yourself with it <clears throat> Um, sorry, let me, oh, I guess I should, where's my rule 20? There it is. Um, so, uh, typically on foot, um, travel to sailport, probably about eight days. Um, do you guys have horses? Probably about a four day journey. Um, as you look it over, there are a few spots that stand out. Um, could probably stop in a small village called Breakwater. Uh, it's right right on the edge of the Veilwood there. Um, right here. Um, or you could stop at Blackshore, but that's a little more out of the way. Whereas Breakwater is more like straight over and up. Blackshore is kind of like down and up. Um, so you figure if you're looking for the fastest way, Breakwater is probably the quickest route. Sounds good. Um, and then uh, after that, you'll pass an area called Dead Man's Pass. Um just kind of information you gather reading about it um, it seems to be just this a pass across a large cliff um, known as Dead Man's Pass as it can be kind of treacherous to pass um, and then after that you'd arrive in Sailport perfect so basically from Redbrook to Breakwater depending on when you guys leave it's about a two-ish days journey um, and then from Breakwater to Sailport is about it will probably be another two days Okay, perfect. Okay. Was there anything else you were wanting to gather before you? Uh, no, I think that's it. Okay, sounds good. Um, all right. Identify those objects. Okay, so you're gonna spend some time with them. Uh, which ones? It was the flail and the horn. Correct. Okay. So as you get as you get the flail, you kind of like look it over. When you saw Droka holding, or not Droka, I'm sorry, Ragdulu holding it, um, it was kind of like smoking and stuff. All of that seems to have ceased. Um, none of that seems to be happening anymore. Um, as you kind of spend time with it, you know, trying to understand its magical properties, uh, you find that there is no magic in it. It seems to be just a basic flail. Um, hold on real quick. I'm going to see how long. You, did anyone look up see how long you have to sp spin with an item? Mm -hmm. It's um, if you're gonna 
if you want to basically if you attune to an item it takes a short rest which is about an hour and you'll know all its properties you but, as a you as a dm um, some items have criteria and if you uh, if you uh, deem it that they don't meet a criteria then they will not attune to it thus not learning its properties can you attune to something without determining that it's magical it has to be it's basically a magical item that you have yeah, to attune. Think, so think... if, you, if you hold an item and you can't attune to it you're basically using it as a non-magical item yeah so but i think in order to attune to it you have to figure out that it's magical so it's like two steps it's first figuring out the properties of it then you attune to it so you can use it no, it's figuring out it's magical, then attuning to it, and then the process of attuning is what tells you its properties. Yeah, it is based on the book. Yeah, but, yeah. But... Okay. So, well, no, or we've confirmed that you know <laughs> it is an item that's magical, and you attune to it. That tells you its properties. What we haven't figured out is, do you have to know it's magical to attempt to attune to it, or can you just I mean... pick up? In, uh, random items and try oh, oh, you could probably do an arcana check to see if they know it's magical or if they yeah arcana check the reason i don't like using arcana check and i've done it in the past but i don't necessarily like it to determine if something is magical is arcana's tip is not that's like what that i um detect magic spell does and so allowing the arcana check to do that kind of just makes that spell useless yeah, I the, the player handbook says that your intelligence arcana check measures your ability to recall lore about spells, magic, items, eldritch symbols, magic traditions, and the planes of existence and the inhabitants of those planes. Yeah, so you could if if this was like a you know the sword of the big bad guy. Yeah, you could use Arcana to say, oh, that's this. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a magic item that they would recognize. Kind of. Yeah. Um. I mean, the only other thing is that you can literally, like, the player can literally just be like, I'm just going to take a, an hour and see if anything happens. And then you'll be like, okay, something happened or no, nothing happened. <laughs> That's True. pretty much it. And, and, and again, like I was saying is, if you know how there's certain things that, oh, you can only attune to this if you're a spellcaster or if you're a fighter or there's certain, some items do meet certain criteria. So if... Elamir was not to meet a criteria, you'll be like, nothing happened. But then again, that's up to you, the DM, to make that call. Yeah, I'm reading the I'm reading the rule book right now. Focus on one. So the identify spell is the fastest way to reveal an item's properties. Turn of a character can focus on one magic item during a short rest while being in physical contact with the item. At the end of the rest, the character learns the item's properties as well as how to use them. Potions are an exception. I mean, I think <clears throat> so. Basically, you can spend a short rest with it. You figure out its properties, then you spend a short rest attuning to it. Two things. Okay, I'd just like to identify it. <laughs> no, we need to figure this out right now. Okay, so like I said, so you spend some time with the flail. Nothing. It's not magical anymore. Seemed to be magical when he was using it. Doesn't seem to be. Um, the horn. You spend time with the horn. Um, you do detect that at the end of spinning, snuggling it, telling it, whispering sweet nothings into its ears, it does eventually, you determine that it is magical. Uh, and let me find it real quick. What kind of horn is it? Is it like the horn of an animal or is it like horn? It's a but it is from an animal. Okay. It can be both. Both. I need to, sorry, I need to get to my homebrew stuff. How do I freaking, oh, here to view my homebrew creations. My homebrew creations. Where is it? 
There it is. Okay, uh, so the description of the horn was it's a curved ivory horn with black streaks running through it, and there are three metal bands encircling it at different intervals, and the bands have, like, spikes on them. Um, so, Elamiris, you spend time with this horn. <clears throat> yep. Uh, you determine that it is known as the Horn of the Taskmaster, uh, which Ragdulu was known as Ragdulu the Taskmaster, so this was his horn. Um, basically, as an action, you can blow this horn. Uh, has one charge per day, recharges at dawn. Um, blowing the horn, the following effects take place. Up to 10 allies within 60 feet gain temporary hit points equal to 2d6 plus charisma modifier. Uh, allies who gain that temporary hit points can move up to half their movement speed without provoking attacks of opportunity. And up to 10 enemies within 60 feet must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failure, they have disadvantage on their next attacks. That's pretty sick. That is pretty sick. Uh, and you can, you should be able to add that to your character. It's called the Horn of the Task, just Horn of the Taskmaster. Got it. I have really good charisma. If you want to hand that to me, <laughs> actually, I think uh, you're not there. Casimir does too. Yeah. Yeah, both of us. I. Right, right. <clears throat> uh, cool. So, um. With my remaining time, I'll just go to uh, my my horsey boy and just tend to him. Stroke his mane. Brush him. Feed him some oats. (laughs) Look at him longingly in his horse eyes. (laughs) I feel like it'd be hard to look at a horse in both their eyes because they're kind of like off to the side. Start to teach him commands in Elven. (laughs) (laughs) You could certainly roll animal handling shack if you'd like. The uh, rarest check in the game. <laughs> no one ever uses it. I'll do it. Hey, All right. at least we're getting the opportunity to use it right now. I, I got a 16. A what? 16. Okay. Was there a specific command you were trying to teach him? You are a ranger too. Do you have like any... I don't have... I didn't pick any of those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. Uh, I'm trying to teach him... Uh... Dance. <laughs> No, it'll it'll like like basically like to summon him, but quietly. You just whistle to do that. Everyone knows. Everyone who plays video games knows that. <laughs> no, that's when they appear behind you and they're like clock, clock, clock. But this is like if I'm stealthy, you know, in something, I want it to come to me quietly. The same breath of the wild, oh, where when you whistle, it also alerts the enemies. Do you want him to move quietly toward you, is specifically not just yeah. like cloppity clop. Yeah. Okay. He's um. <laughs> It's gonna be tough it's a horse he has metal on his feet but um you think that if yeah you think that if you're gonna try and teach him a command it's gonna take a little bit of work um you you think that he did good learning it here uh but you think this will be a continual process until you've kind of taught him this thing all right we'll do it that way i guess do you remember your horse's names not at all i do um i believe mine is you can add them to equipment, so. <laughs> if not, I can go back and oh, find the horse's name. My horse's name is Elec. He is can a I scrawny give... horse. Animal Scrum. handling to give it a new name? <laughs> I don't rem. I do Just, not remember mine. I'm gonna name you. So it's. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll send you the names after this session. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, these are riding horses, right? Yeah, these are the horses that Lord Montever gifted to you. 
What is a draft horse? Gifted me a scrawny horse. A draft horse <laughs> is larger. I don't think he was scrawny. Um, you described him as scrawny. Heavy loads. Oh. God. He's he's like starving. Yeah, he's, he's the runt <laughs> of the litter. But he's also like scrappy, you know. There you go. Nice. Yeah, probably the shortest one here. I don't know. How tall are you? Guys? We all know. We all know. In the first episode, Steel Scar is asking everyone yeah. how tall they were. Sure. I'm six My foot tall. Five nine. So. I, I you are the short. You are shorter than me. Huh? Yeah. I'm six, six feet. Man, ain't nothing under six feet. Mm -mm. Don't come <laughs> here with that. Everybody else under six feet is a shorty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I how he's only like he's a handful of inches shorter than you. <laughs> he is like two inches shorter than me, so still has to look up to you. Still has to look up to you, though. I don't know. His, his boots yeah. might be bigger. True. <laughs> oh, he's God. got platform shoes on. Mm -hmm. oh, God. Good lord! All right, Elamir. So you're gonna finish up just spending time with your horse. All right, yeah. Casimir, your turn. Um, so you were wanting to make your way to the quartermaster, see if you could find wrangle a cart. Yes, I wanted to actually see if they ha we could get a carriage. If not, I'd get a wagon. We can't ride in a cart, so. Um, I mean, sorry. You can. <laughs> oh, I, I was reading that up. No, I was looking at my notes and going, no, do not get cart. GM might say you can't ride because that's happened to me before. Interesting. <laughs> they told you after, after you bought it. Yeah. yeah. And then one person, we had one person in the group who really wanted a chariot. It's like, yeah, that fits like one person. It's very impractical. A chariot with a sweet car. Yeah. <laughs> Just hook up like three chariots. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. I'm looking, I'm looking up vehicles. It doesn't, did you, where'd you find them? Because I gotta look them up. Which one were you wanting to buy? You said you were wanting to buy a what? Uh, we'd like to get a carriage, so it's um, getting less a carriage right? than I think a wagon. <laughs> so we'd like to okay. get a carriage. I'd like to get a soldier saddle. There's my whole list of basic shopping items. All the magical um, stuff that's on there. That one. <laughs> well, there's the magical stuff too. There's just like stuff like oil, hemp rope, ball mm -hmm. bearings, block and tackle locks, crap like that. It's like just the generic miscellaneous. Um, question on the chests you gave us. So those are smaller than normal chests, right? So they're not like the massive 25 pounders. Yeah, they're like smaller ones. And I meant to clarify, sorry. <clears throat> There's 2,500 worth of gold in it. Does not gold, because I actually had to look up how much like 2,500 coins looks like, and it's a lot. <laughs> it wouldn't fit in the ridiculously heavy. I would imagine yeah. it's in like platinum, probably. Yeah, it's platinum. Yeah. It's like 25 platinum Some of it, or something. Or 250 platinum, 250 plat. It's 250. Plat is 10. 10. 10 gold is equal to one plat. I better add that to okay. the sheet before I forget. So you want to purchase a carriage. Alright, so like closed, right? Closed top, right? Like going on a carriage ride? Or you want like. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't go on carriage rides, so I have to like look up carriage so, so wagons you have two variants of wagons you have the one that's just the standard open wagon has a space has the front bench for like the driver so i can fit between one to three people and then you have a carriage and that one's specifically designed for transporting people what did so they use in oregon trail that was the wagon <laughs> that was a that was a covered wagon covered wagon it was the sprite that they used though so their descriptions also talked about carriages which 
bothered the crap out of me in middle school. Is there a reason <laughs> you specifically want a carriage and not a covered wagon? Uh, I think they're less expensive, if I recalled, and really, I was transporting people. I would think a carriage is. Uh, the More wagon is specifically fancy. for carrying like heavier loads. I think I'd have to double check. Travel, like moving supplies and a carriage for people. Yeah, I'd have to look in, at the details to figure out what <laughs> the extra stuff was. But mainly, a carriage can be more comfortable, and if it rains, most of us will be covered. Okay. Um. Now I have to think. Hmm. Okay. You make your way to the quartermaster. Ask these questions. Um, so we're going to talk, we'll talk about the, uh, carriage, wagon, whatever first. As uh, so you make your way there, it's the same spot you went with Steel Scar when he was getting his sword. Um, you walk in, um, and actually go back and look at the, the guy. Oh, well, save time. It's the same guy you saw before, so I don't have to go through my notes to figure out what he looked like. Cool. Um, as you walk in, he's like, it's like, oh, hello, how may I help you? Good to see you again. I have arrows, short swords, spears, and longbows that I'm happy to offload, but also hoping that they can help uh, drive down the cost of some other supplies that we need. One of which being a carriage, because walking sucks. Says, well, we would certainly be able to use those with everything going on. Um, a carriage. Uh, I'd have to check our supplies to see if we have any laying around. Um, most we would have are in use. Um, it's possible you could find one to buy off somebody. Um, if spares come in from one of the burning villages, I figure they're not going to be traveling as much. I'd be happy to pay them for one of those. It says it's possible some of the villagers from there had some. We, I would need to check our stores to see if we have those any around for you to purchase, but um, I highly doubt that we have any. If you want some, you would probably need to buy one from you could probably buy one off of a villager if that is something you wish to do. Um, but was there anything else while I check on that that you were wanting? Uh, I ask if he has a... What's the saddle called? I have a riding saddle. What's the other one? He kept saying military. military saddle. Military, thank you. I'd like to so give him the riding saddle and pay him 10 gold on top of it for a military saddle. Okay. All right. So you're able to do that. Okay. Um, was there anything else for I have him? I had him uh, inspect his supplies. That's do, do you want the the shopping list? No, because I think Just you asked him previously. One. I think you asked him previously about the shopping list, and he said he did not have most of the things you were looking for. Okay, then that'll probably be everything. Okay. Um, does the chest, the little chest we were given, do those lock? Yes. Sweet. Or at least they have a la like a latch, not like a little key that you put in and. Okay. You know, he has a lock for sale. He's like, I think I could probably find one. Yes. Okay. Then if he has that, I'll buy that. Okay. Otherwise, I think he was out of something else. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he uh, checks the supplies. They don't have a wagon or a cart. Um, but like he said, your best bet would maybe to be talk to some of the villagers who are currently displaced, maybe in need of money. That you could maybe buy a cart off of one of them or something. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how I want to deal with the sword, spears, bows, and arrows. Oh, um, yeah, you're talking about for cost. Yeah, I was hoping to use those as. Did we say? Long, but... Did we say how many you had or no? 
Uh, you no, I think you just a bunch of them. gathered a bunch. Okay. Yeah, I think I just loaded myself up with what I could carry. Yeah. Uh, we'll just say you have 250 gold worth of items that you're able to offload onto him. Okay. I'll Instead just of me doing a bunch of math, figuring out the cost of each of those items. And... Oh, I could do it for you. It's great. I was just, mm, for a bit. <laughs> you would do more math. Yeah, just do uh, math. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, 250 gold there for that stuff. Um, he's thankful for it. Uh, they begin to... They're not in the best condition, condition, but they can be, you know, fixed up to be usable. Um, so you want to go ask around to see if anyone has a, a carriage or something that you could use? Yeah, I'd look around and see if any of the villagers who evacuated the other areas have carriages that at this point gold okay. benefit them more. Um, go ahead and make a... Sorry. I'm looking at the skills. Investigation check. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use luck because, oh my gosh, the same exact number. That's six. Plus <laughs> I feel three. like that's that nine. happens to you. I feel like that happens to you every single time you use luck. You it's use the same die. <laughs> it saved my life once or twice. Like literally stopped me from getting like killed, killed. But otherwise, it's every other time it's it's the same roll. <laughs> I think I got yeah. I you got just a gotta nine. be using it to lower the enemy's rolls instead of your own. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I that's what saved. I don't know. God, you're right. That's what saved me from yeah. the Ankeg and I think the Acrocore, whatever, Roper. Oh yeah. I got a nine. Okay. Uh, you had so, you have some trouble finding anybody who may like you find some people who have it, but no one seems like they're willing to sell. Um, their wagon or their carriage or anything right now. Not having much luck. Which carpentry skill at? Make one. Oh, he's carpentry skill. <laughs> that, that, that'd be some major time investment. <laughs> hey, I yeah. mean, you could come ask me. I'll, I'll, I'll lift stuff with mage hand for you. It's like five pounds <laughs> of wood each. Bloop. That's about it. <clears throat> Yeah, so unfortunately, Casimir, um, you are you're unable to find one that is for sale currently. We could steal a cart. Although I think that might go against a few of our moral codes. <laughs> might cause some issues. <clears throat> okay, was there anything else you wanted to do, Casimir? I can't think of anything, so I'm all good. Right. Um, so you guys um, regroup back at the stables around, I think you said, evening time? Does Karagar come or, find me or nah? Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Um, so he comes find you. Um, basically tells you that uh, they think it would be best if they keep the peace. Excellent. So they don't want you guys to, you know take on any risk or damage or you know risk with potentially keeping it if they are in fact searching for it mm -hmm. um and i just let them know hey you guys have been great to us like you've given us shelter and you know just been very decent people so if you ever need help again please ask us 
says, ah, well, I know how to contact you now, Levy, um, so that shouldn't be a problem. And a problem. if you ever have anything you ever need to ask me, uh, please feel free to ask. Yeah, um, I guess one more thing before before we finally head off is I may have mentioned that I'm looking into soul magic um, as a part of my own study. Um, and I was wondering if you happened to know of anyone that might have some material of that sort. Is a guy, yes. Um, well, like I said, the problem with soul magic is it's quite illegal. Quite, uh, so yes, obviously. Yes, I... It's, mm. Maybe someone in, in uh, the government that or the, the ruling <laughs> class that might um, be an expert on it, because you must know your enemy, I imagine. He says, yes, he says, um, unfortunately, I don't have anything on that. Um, it's illegal. It'll be very difficult to find. Uh, whatever it is that you are researching, I hope it is for knowledge's sake and not for um, the implementation of it but <clears throat> knowledge would be good actually knowledge says, be... your best bet uh maybe in ilum um there's a large the largest library in a thane is in an ilum um and they have many resources there that some of them are helpful some of them related to the dark arts like soul magic uh, that would probably be your best bet okay thank you so much um uh, hopefully i will be able to make it up to ilum eventually this is uh, so long, Levy. It has been very nice getting to know you. You too as well, Garagar. All right, and he heads off. With the piece. By the way, um, how is my article coming along? Because I've spent most of the day working on it. Yeah, go ahead and make a performance check. Okay. And then I'll use my dagger to make sure I get, um, I get, yeah, uh, advantage on it. Yeah, yeah I believe it's one. <clears throat> Uh, around, around what time of day is it now? 15, so 22 again. Um, 22. Um, it is getting close to when you guys were talking about heading out. If you had anything else you want to do, let me know, but I'll follow no, this up. Let me do I this wanna, I want to say that I'll be making my way back around this time then. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so Levy, uh, you write it up. You feel like you do pretty good. Um, you were just kind of summarizing everything that's happened and all that stuff sort of. I, I was throwing a little bit of like artistic flair into it for like <laughs> describing the events of like the attack on on duel and the um the the uh escape of the villagers um and you know trying trying to show humanity in a good light was the goal gotcha okay you think you do a very good job of conveying that message and then I guess before, like, you know, I, I copy it over into the official book. I'd probably want to show it to Casimir. Make sure he okay. get his thoughts on it. Okay. Casimir, you finished up your stuff probably way before evening. So I'm assuming you might have yeah. passed him at some point. Yeah, I would have probably sought out Levy at that point and either given him feedback as he asked for it. And otherwise, I would have just been reading my manual. Okay. Sorry. So you read it over and it seems like it he did a very good job. Um I think it captures the events well. You think it's um informative, also interesting, engaging. Um looks really good to you. Cool. Okay. I give him a pat on the back and go. Nice job. <laughs> All right. 
So uh, as, as I make my way back to them, I'll be like, would we have known that Levy is working on the story? Yeah, you saw me. Okay, I'll be like, uh, oh yeah, that's right. So, uh, so Levy, how did your story come along? Yeah, you want to read need it? Me, need me to proofread it for you yeah, again? Yeah, yeah, bud. Absolutely. Take a, take a gander. Then I will proofread it for him. Okay, make an intelligence check. <laughs> I love these. <laughs> Four minus one, three. <laughs> you read it over and you... There's some parts that you think that he could improve on. You know, uh, some commas and spots they shouldn't be and you're not sure. But um, I mean, are you right. sure that these punctuations <laughs> are being used correctly? You know, you might have wanted to move your comma a place over and maybe... You know, use periods two words after. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah, no, expert, no, you're but... you're totally right. Um, I I just took a little bit of the uh, artistic liberty with my <laughs> punctuation marks. That uh, you know, it's it's a new thing. I don't know. I I'm trying something else. So thank you. I appreciate oh. that though. Oh, kind of like you're drawing. You're being artistic. With yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Excellent. I, I mean, I don't I don't see it, but I'm pretty sure the readers will will understand your point of view. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Good work overall, though. Thanks. I hope it, I hope it gets us paid. <laughs> Casimir, you're just hearing this in, in disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> just, just. <laughs> I can't mouth shut. Okay. I'm, I'm just going along with it. Can I just? Casimir, did you read this? I, I, I nod and say, "Yep." Um, would you agree with the punctuations being a little off, or do you think he did a good job? I think it was fine. It was similar to how I would write it, but a little bit better. Wait, sure. you write? <laughs> I hang my head. Yes, hold up like two, the two other books I have next to me. I do indeed. Oh, you have the same thing Levy has. I did not know that, and I apologize for my ignorance earlier. It's fine, uh, Cap- You Cap- had no Casimir way of knowing. and wonder how we've done so well fighting as a group. <laughs> <laughs> with, with our level of communication, apparently. Hey, you know what? We we talk about important things, like who we're going to kill next and what monster to hit, and not things like our feelings or what we do for a living. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I toast with my flask to that. We're, <laughs> we're just murder buddies, I guess, at this point. Last time you talked about your feelings, the entire town got burned down. So, <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, Casimir, next time you write something and you need someone to read it, just let me know. I'm always reading over Levy stuff, so he is. He's an invaluable help to my work. One might say he is my muse. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> Just right over Steel Scar's head. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Right over Steel Scar's head. Steel Scar just goes on and agrees with what Levy is saying. <laughs> Steel Scar's like, "Yep, what he said. Exactly what he said." <laughs> uh, nice. All right. Well. You guys watch as the sun is not beginning to set, but it's getting lower in the horizon. Uh, and you guys, this is around the time that you guys had discussed about heading out. So what would you like to do? Head out. Head out. Uh, I guess, actually, um, Elmer, you were looking at uh, kind of securing us a route. Did you find anything? Uh, yeah. 
Um, I did. So it looks like we're probably going to be two days-ish, um, and we'll stop in a town called Breakwater. Uh, it's basically directly east. Um, and then from there, we'll have another two days to Sillport. But we do have to pass um, a friendly name of the Dead Man Pass. So um, hmm, that sounds fun. We'll see what that it's all about when we get there. I hear it's um, just a rather large cliff that can be difficult to navigate. Okay. Um, Elamir, what are your um, favorite terrains? My favorite terrains are... Um, I think I have two. I can't find them. Yeah, I think it's two. I would imagine one is a forest, since you lived in a uh, forest. Yeah, the forest in the Arctic. Okay. All right, never mind. I was going to see if it was grassland, because that's what I would consider this. It ain't. Uh, <laughs> okay. Not the Arctic either, so... <laughs> All right, so you guys, you guys are wanting to head out? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We ride out into the sunset. <laughs> Pretty much. Lone Riders. I want the theme from Blazing Saddles. That works. <laughs> that works perfect. <laughs> and we're just Art farting. Was a his bunch. name. <laughs> All right. So uh, you guys kind of meet up in the courtyard, gather your things, talk over your your plans. Um, you know, Elamir informs you guys we stop me at Breakwater. Um, as you guys get on your horses and begin to make your way out of um, Bloodthorn Castle. Um, as you guys set out, kind of, you know, you exit the castle, look off to your left, you see Anduul far in the distance. You can see some smoke still rising from Natal. Um, as you guys um, hop on the path uh, that leads southward down to uh, Kalan, I believe it is. Let me switch back over to my yeah, red Brook map. Kalan should have been the next one under, yep. I think. Yeah, rather than switching back and forth. So you guys make your way down south to the small town of Kalan. Uh, and then there's a path that leads kind of uh, northeast uh, through Somden. Um, so that's the way that you guys are going. Um, and then we so didn't get a cart, so we're on just horseback. You were all on your horses, yes. Oh, yeah. We, 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 we didn't... was unable to procure a cart. Okay, fair enough. We have two Four bags of holding. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have two bags of holding. We'll be fine. <laughs> we should just run out of together. bag of holding. I think you got me. <laughs> I think I got like another hundred pounds of space on me. Because yeah. I believe I yeah. I know I have a bag of holding and Elamir has another one. Yeah, I think yeah, you guys I have two. Okay, uh, Levy has it. Yeah, I gave it up. All right, so you guys sit out. You can see the smoke rising from a tall in the distance. This is the memories from the past few days? Because this has all taken place over the course of I think. Two or three days. About two days, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of small shudder, chill runs up your spine, just of everything you've dealt with. But um, you head southward toward Kalan, uh, then eastward toward Sondin. Uh, Sondin is another small village, very similar to Andul, but smaller. Um, you pass by, you see farmers kind of heading in toward town. Um, you see guards moving about, you know, just with everything going on, keeping an eye out for the gnolls. Um, you can continue past Sondon, uh toward the Tide Song Coast, um, heading yeah, eastward. I have a question. Yes. Is it illegal in this world to drink in horseback ride? No. Cool. No. I'm going to start drinking from my flask because I, I, okay. I dealt with some, sh- some shit and you know, <laughs> need need to right. deal with that. Are you just drinking, like sipping casually, yeah. or yeah. heavily drinking? Okay. Sipping casually. I, I know I know how much I have in reserve, so I don't want to drink all of it. 
but gotcha, I would like to yeah. drink, you know, take the edge off of, of the trip. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So you guys continue eastward. Um, like I said, the sun's starting to go down. You guys figure you have, you could probably travel for maybe an hour or two before you're going to have to set up camp somewhere. Um, just because you've set out kind of late. Um, but yes, yeah, so you guys head out uh, as you start moving. Um, probably about an hour into your journey it starts to get kind of really dark out um you probably should set up camp soon is what yeah. you're thinking let's set up camp then do we okay. let's find a location that looks like it would be yeah. suitable. okay you guys find a small um there's there's a bunch of rivers kind of snaking their way through the carlene lowlands um from some um, of the larger rivers nearby Cam, could i make like could i look around and see if there was like any spots where people might have camped out before around the Previously? area we're at yeah um, go ahead and make a perception check. Already on it. Oh, natural 20, baby. Let's go. Nice. Um, yeah, so as you guys are walking, um, Steel Scar points out a spot that you guys approach. Uh, it seems to be a small, um, right along a small s- stream of water that's moving by. There's a small collection of trees, um, kind of giving you some natural cover and stuff. Um, looks like as you get, as you kind of get close, you can see, it looks like there's like some stones kind of laid out kind of in a circle where people might've had a campfire and you kind of see some logs that have been dragged over for people to sit on. Uh, you think, yeah, this is probably a spot that people have sat, like made camp before, you know, it's near water in case you need it. Um, looks like a good spot to make camp. This is, this is spot guys. I would say it's a good spot to, um, rest for the night if we need it. I can stand guard if we need to. I start ritually casting Lehman's tiny hut. Okay. All right. You guys, it's like the, I feel like it's the equivalent when you go camping with your family and your dad's like making the tent. Well, I'm going to make <laughs> our tiny hut. I'm going to cast find steed. Okay. Um, and I'll figure out which thing I'm summoning in a moment. Okay. All right. So um, does that take like 10 minutes to do that as well? Yeah. So you guys watch as like Casimir and El- Levy just like sit down and start casting a ritual or like a spell. So, so for mine, I, ha- I take out a small glass bead and then I like levitate it in my hands and have the bead float up and that start forming this dome around us. All right. Okay. Uh, I asked the group if anybody has any phobias or allergies. <laughs> <laughs> I am terrified of dying. <laughs> I then clarify animal based. Oh, yes. <laughs> no spiders. Um, I, I marked those off my list. <laughs> um, he just keeps track of what to like screw with us if he if he if we ever like, cause him problems. All right, uh, Steel Scar and Elmer, what are you doing while they are casting their spells? Anything? Uh, sit around. Yeah. Um. Would there be any firewood nearby? Would you say? Um, as part of this camp that other people set up, you see like maybe some unused firewood kind of sitting off to the side. All right, so I'm basically I'm just gonna gather it up, you know, bring it in. Um, I do believe I have a flint and stone on me, so I'm just gonna try to make a little campfire, keep us a little warm. Okay. I don't um, know how you will be over. very comfortable I, inside the hut. Yeah. I don't know okay. how fire would go over in the hut because the smoke won't be able to escape. Oh, so. yeah, okay. I mean, it, it <laughs> should. It's an inanimate object coming, like, I guess would the smoke. Go through it? I mean... Oh, God. It, I feel like this, this, the hut is... It's, it's some weird stuff. It's lit inside and it's comfortable, yeah. so you don't actually need a fire. 
Okay, so I'll, I'll retract that. I'll be like, I'll probably make my way to the river nearby and just fill up my water skin. Okay. All right. Um, Can I see him walking away? Do I? I'll ask everybody. Does anybody need their uh, water skins filled? No. Could you try try grabbing some fish though? (laughs) Try. I do have some. I do have some spears though. Some throwing spears. So (laughs) I don't think you fish or fish with uh, like throwing spears. Like javelins. That's a little. Yeah, that's a little big. Sorry, javelins. (laughs) I have javelins. I might actually have a fishing rod. Uh, just like just like destroying the fish. <laughs> hey, you never know. You jab it through the middle, you could probably pick I mean, it up. Steel Scar, you could probably just like I, I know I know I don't know if we're supposed to talk about it, but you could fly over the water and just kind of like grab a fish out of there. It's like ninja it. <laughs> He's only got a minute though to do He's it. He's got a minute to do it. <laughs> Ten rounds of combat, man. <laughs> <laughs> Roll initiative for the fish that he's about to fight. I do my best to try to catch the fish and fill my water skin. How about that? Thanks, man. Catch it in the water skin? No, no. I don't think you'd catch a fish in the water skin. If you have a net. I said I'll try to do my best to catch fish and fill my water skin. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. What are you catching the fish? What are you attempting to catch the fish with? I'm going to. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use one of my. um, It's getting dark out. One of my javelins (laughs) and just try to poke it. Just focus so it sticks to it, you know? Stick a few of them in my in my javelin and then just bring them back. Roll a stealth check. Oh my oh, nice. god. That's... And I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you disadvantage. No, I already that. have disadvantage. Double disadvantage. Oh, yeah. Alright, what'd you get? Stealth? Yeah. Damn, it's funny because I have a plus two, but I have disadvantage. Um five. <laughs> yeah, you stand there and like when you think a fish goes by like you even shout it's just <laughs> do I catch and, and you do it just out of out of habit you just shit Rah! as the fish can scatter away so nothing no luck you but you, you keep trying you don't give up yet no i don't I, I, javelin i'll try for a few hours if i have to all right elamir what were you wanting to do uh i was I was going to show, I thought I was muted. Um, I was going to show the team the horn and then the flail because I have no use for it. So just going to offer it up to anybody. Okay. Said I got it off uh, Ragdulu. So what's this horn good enough? Uh, It's the horn of the taskmaster. Hmm. (laughs) That's for somebody for somebody who uh, likes to keep quiet. uh, Blowing a giant horn just isn't kind of my style. So, um, I'm, I'm more than willing to to give it up to one of you all. Um, if no one else needs it, I could grab it. Is it an action to use, actually, DM? Yes, I believe okay. it's an action to do that. Which might not be the worst thing in the world. Because um, my action economy is not as needed in points as someone like uh, Casimir. I would think. Okay. All right. So, you, are you going to tune to it? I'm assuming. Yeah, I'll tune to it. But I'll assuming you have tonight. a slot. Yeah. Okay. Oh, All I right. got the slots. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, you guys eventually you see as uh, Levy's dome is there. Um, you guys are able to move move in and out, do whatever you want. Um, Casimir or Steel Scar comes back. No luck with any fish. Uh, Sorry, Casimir. guys. There oh, was no guys fish in the river. <laughs> And, uh, oh, while while we're sitting down in the campfire, I wanna, I wanna have a conversation with the actual group and be like, um, 
because do we know for a fact that we're going to um um that we're making our way to sailport for yep. levy or are we just okay yeah Le- i think levy has I, I, said. I mentioned that we wanted to go there to get some magical items crafted for our party all right so i'll be like um levy i understand that we're making our way to sailport to get some stuff crafted that'll uh, benefit the party um do you have any idea how much all of this might cost us if it's getting crafted by somebody i have no idea um which is why we should try and figure that out um if um well if my, my goal is to get some kind of communication device so that we can stay in contact with each other say on a battlefield without having to you know yell or use um thaumaturgy to communicate over a long distance all right no that's fair enough um well well if um Whatever the cost is, um, if I can help with anything, just let me know. Yeah. If absolutely. it's gonna be benef- if it's gonna be beneficial to the group, then I'd like to contribute. If it's gonna make us, you know, that much more, if it's gonna give us an edge in battle or anything outside of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will let you know once we find out. Um, you're welcome to come with too when we go and find this crafter. Steel Scar, as soon as he hears that, Steel Scar holds his chest out high and he's like, Well, if you need a master barterer, then you've come to the right man. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Casimir, what was what were you summoning with your spell? I we'll go haven't decided yet. A yeah, panther? Like, I'm trying to pick between Blink Dog and Panther. And I'm just like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Six Panther. <laughs> Let's go to the Panther for now. 90% of the time works every time. <laughs> okay, so and Panther, you I'll guys walk with this. Uh, Fay Panther comes running, appears next to everyone. What's its name? I, uh, that's a great question. <laughs> I, uh, I telepathically ask it if it has a name. It simply says, My name is whatever you deem it necessary. <laughs> Bob. Bob so like, do I want to risk asking the group what it should be named? Um, is it fri- wait? Is it friendly towards us? Yeah, it's his. It's his fine steed. So well, it's um, all it's I start. I start scratching it under his um under its chin, just how I would treat the the dogs back at Steelscar's home. It begins to purr. Like the ears kind of go down on its head as it's purring and eyes closed. Looks like it's enjoying. Yeah, you called it a dog, but that's... <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, I'm doing everything with it that uh, Steel Scar would do back in his uh, back in his uh, his home with his dad with the dogs. So he's doing exactly that same thing right now. Okay. All right. Um, Levy and Casimir, you guys do notice that your books are glowing. Message from uh, the Gazette. Let's see what's going on. Um, see, so yeah, as you open it up, uh, you see um, the same message for both of you. Um, Grogard basically just says, um, one, should probably figure out a way so he's not having to send two messages to people. Best way to communicate. He'll let you guys decide that. Um, 
Not that only one of you has to write reports, but just for communication purposes. Mm-hmm. So he's not write both. Um, two, uh, that everything that you had sent him, you sent it to him, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The stuff from okay. Stuff you had sent him to Redbrook. Uh, very good um, that they were going to work on getting that published. Um, and then <clears throat> I don't think you told them where you were going. I know um, you initially. We had mentioned the direction. Okay. Um, so then his question to you is where you were heading, uh, because if there's anything that I'll just he can, he can, back, he can sailport. Okay. So yeah, so you, just so he can see if there's anything there that you guys may be able to investigate mm-hmm. for a job or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, okay. And then um, I guess I would probably describe we're on our way. We're planning on going through breakwater through dead man's pass and into sailport. I see. Send that all to him. Um, no response. So expect if you remember, he usually It'll checks him in yeah. the morning. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so you guys take your rest. Was anyone wanting to uh, uh, be on watch or no? I'll be on watch. Chance it'll be on watch as well, and it'll communicate with me telepathically if needed. Does it need to rest? Sleep. It does not need to rest, from what I can find on anything. Okay. I'm right. gonna sleep because I trust my dome. So <laughs> no I'll be up. In. I'll be up for a few hours, just keeping an eye out, making sure everything's safe. Okay, Casimir, are you reading your book? Uh, I'm gonna read my book till yeah, sleep. I feel like at this point you would have figured out that it's magical, but that's something I need to look at to see if you would have. Since Casimir doesn't know that, but we do. Okay, listening as we track the hours because I, mean, I believe he that's attuned to it. Then because he would have. I don't think the book requires attunement, uh, but I would imagine if he's reading it, he'd yeah. be like experiencing magic-y stuff going on. Like, oh, this seems magical. So, so I would yeah, think it's called the magic of reading. When I read okay. up about it, so it's yeah, Manual of Bodily Health. This book contains health and diet tips, and it its words are charged with magic. If you spend 48 hours over a period of six days or fewer studying its contents and practicing its guidelines. Did you roll anything to see if you knew what the book was? Uh, I don't think you did. I, I think, think I handed it to you and said... A manual bodily health, but you know that, and Casimir doesn't. Yeah, I think I was more focused on tracking down Sister Lethel. Okay. After figuring, because we were in the middle of like getting prepped for a fight and everything, so I put yeah. it away, okay. started reading it later, and then figured out something must be special about it because of her. Okay. So I think that might be that's mainly why Casimir so invested in reading it is because the person okay. who gave it was nice and kind, and then vanished, and no one knows okay. who she was. Okay. She didn't exist. <clears throat> Magic. I hope I'm not insane. <laughs> I mean, Steelscar would probably know something too, since he was helping Casimir that you one there. time. You were there, right? Yeah, you were there when you I was pre- weirdly asking people about her. <laughs> yeah, you, he didn't meet her, but he was there when you were freaking out about it. Yeah, it's like I'm not, I'm not insane, am I? <laughs> Maybe. Cool. All right. Well, then I think that's where we'll wrap up tonight's session. You guys resting. And we'll pick hey, up a closure episode. Yep. Good transition. Cool. All right, everyone. Well, thank awesome. you so much for joining us. So move on to new adventures. Two weeks. Oh ago, yeah. I think with advantage. <laughs> That's right. Ho- yeah. Hopefully we'll be back by the sixth, but in case not, we'll let you know. The sixth. Yeah. That's the, that's uh, two, that two weeks. Yeah. Two doesn't feel like here next week. Someone has a birthday. That's true. 
Who was that? On my daughter's birthday. That was the whole oh. thing. We were talking on Discord because I. Oh yeah, the thirtieth. Yeah. Completely lost. All right. Cool. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, we have. We'll be back in two weeks with Adventure with Advantage. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Adventure with Advantage podcast. You can catch us live on Saturday night, 8 p.m. Central at twitch.tv forward slash AWA underscore D&D.